Welcome back to New World next week for 2023. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato from MediaMonarchy.com. We're trying to minimize our legal liability. We've got that story plus the 111 ground stop. But first up this year on our first episode for 2023, Swiss Army starts security deployment ahead of World Economic Forum. We take this from SwissInfo.ch. I like how succinct this article is, James. Ten days before the 2023 edition, the military has begun work on security installations, the defense ministry said last Friday. That would be January 6th. Like every year, the military is supporting the civilian authorities in Canton Graubünden in preparation for the major event. It notes that the Swiss parliament renewed approval for 5,000 members of the Swiss army to guarantee the security of some 3,000 World Economic Forum participants for the years 2022 to 2024. The high-level event attracts wealthy, high-profile business and political figures from all around the world, along with academics and other leaders of society. Last year's edition, of course, attended by the illustrious likes of U.S. climate envoy John Skull and Bones Carey, tiny limp mogul farmer Billy Gates, and Rwandan President Paul Kagame. Even the evil Trump came when he was U.S. President James. I'm sure he was just infiltrating it to figure out how to overthrow it. Current U.S. President Joe Biden will not attend this year's event. The U.S. Embassy in Bern also said on Friday, but Washington is sending a high-level delegation, including the aforementioned Kerry. There may also be some protests at the event, as in the past. The town of Davos has received, please might we protest against you? Two requests for permission to demonstrate against the World Economic Forum. One is from the Socialist Youth of Graubünden, which intends to demonstrate on January 15th in the Town Hall Square. The other is Strike WEF, which is organizing a march against capitalism, the climate crisis, and global inequality. It's really coincidental and funny, James, that both those protest groups, hey, that's exactly what Klaus is mad about as well. And of course, as always is the case, if they need to gin up some violence, they can always bust in some payroll protesters and or provocateurs. We'll link you right there to the devil's mouth, weforum.org, World Economic Forum, annual meeting, cooperation in a fragmented world, 16th through the 20th, January 2023. James, how did the world get so fragmented? <laughs> Yeah, good question. Yeah, if I was uh, if I was a conspiracy theorist, James, I'd probably look at that strike WEF and think, well, that is exactly what some what Klaus Schwab or one of his minions would come up with as as the protest that should happen a- around Davos, so that then they can come out and go, we hear you guys, and we're going to work on it. We're going to help smash capitalism and confront the climate crisis and all this. So we'll bring you in, and you can be part of this or whatever. Huh? Anyway, yeah. That's it is current. Good. Yeah, it could happen. Who knows? But at any rate, <laughs> it is current year. So we now have to talk about Davos as being the center of the conspiracy realist world, I guess. Um, realistically, let's situate this where it is. This is the mid-level propaganda for the broader superclass. The 6,000 or so transnational elites identified by David Rothkopf as the people with real transnational power. And as I say, mid-level propaganda, the bottom gutter swill propaganda is the crap that we read in the mainstream news press. Uh, the mid-level propaganda is what they give out at these elite meetings. Oh, come to Davos and, you know, have some champagne parties and and we'll talk shop a little bit. 
And of course, the high level propaganda is what is discussed behind closed doors at the Trilateral Commission and Bilderberg and all of those other events that people used to concentrate on before Davos became the center of everything. Anyway, that's not to say that this isn't important. Obviously, this at the very least is a bellwether for the types of agenda items that uh, the World Economic Forum and their minions are going to be unleashing on the world in the coming year. So I do suggest people will check out the uh, the WB Forum site that we're linking to, where you can find the program with all of the, the different uh, planned panels and, and speeches and interviews and things that are happening, as well as the meeting overview, which does go into that theme of the conference, cooperation in a fragmented world, and notes, the basic tenet of the program is the premise that the current crises, as serious as they are, are manifestations of larger systemic deficiencies accrued over time. They are also the result of a narrow vision of systems as sectors, rather than true multidisciplinary networked entities that are highly dynamic, particularly in the context of the meta-trends of the fourth industrial revolution and climate change. So, you know, shoehorn in every buzz phrase that they want to use and basically read from the strike WEF um, notice. I mean, that sounds exactly like what they're talking about. But I, I do suggest people at least take a look through the program to get a, a sort, of the, sort of the flavor of the types of uh, propaganda that's being spewed out this year. And you can find, I mean, you can find all of the sort of general agenda items on here. Philanthropy, a catalyst for protecting our planet. Financial institutions innovating under pressure. Um, in defense of Europe, not probably like you think it means, but no, more about like a, the rise of NATO or, or a European NATO or something along those lines. Deglobalization or re-globalization. Um, traveling again, differently. Gender parity for economic recovery. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And I actually looked through every single page. I didn't find Bill Gates on any of the, as, as a listed speaker on any of the panels, but a lot of people that you would expect to see there as well as some names that I'm sure will not be familiar to people. But anyway, I suggest people at least look through the program and many hands make light work. There's no way that myself or James over there in New Mexico could possibly keep tabs of all of these different. I mean, there's literally dozens and dozens and dozens of panels and things and they will be streamed and they will be uh, up on GooTube and what have you. I hope people out there will, at the very least, take a look through the program. If there's one of those talks that interests you, give it a watch and find out what the main propaganda thrust is and report back to headquarters. You can leave comments in the corporate report co comments section. You can leave comments in the uh, Media Monarchy forum, Discord, whatever it is you're using these days. Um, people, of course, can email us and contact us through our websites with tips and info. Uh, there's too much propaganda to go through it all. Um, but anyway... It's out there and it's coming next week. So we're letting you know ahead of time. You know, James Sidebar, that has actually been a relief as the more insane things get. It is nice to look around and go, oh, wait, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of other people like us who are now doing that tough work and compiling all kinds of stuff that, again, you and I would have spent weeks trying to do by ourselves in the decades past and still never being able to create sort of the, the volume of work that can be done by groups of decentralized folks. What a great way to kind of generate excitement. Your name isn't on the list, but oh my God, Bill Gates showed up. I didn't think he was going to be here. And you can have those kind of exciting moments. Again, This it's, it's show business level stuff. I call it media monarchy. So I want to point out the little show business moves that you know that they can pull. There is no reason why Joe 12-Pack and Sally Soccer Mom shouldn't be mad at events like this. I mean, 
They can listen to crazy, weird anarchists like us tell them that their vote means nothing, but their own people who garner their votes run away to secret meetings where they are unbeholden to the constituency. Again, I think it just, it's, it's one of those things that makes a real obvious fraud of m- democracy. And that's how we get going on our first New World Next Week episode for 2023. It is episode 506 by my count, give or, give or take a couple. And James, we return. This is so we've we've mentioned this before in the past on New World Next Week. I don't have the notes right in front of me, but court is now in session. Robot lawyer powered by AI will help fight speeding ticket as it takes its first case to court. Grabbing it from the New York Post, the world's first robot lawyer will take a case in court next month when the artificial intelligence legal assistant helping a defendant fight a traffic ticket. The AI, billed as the world's first robot lawyer, by the startup that created it, Do Not Pay, will run on a smartphone and listen to court arguments in real time before telling the defendant what to say via headphones. The unprecedented hearing is slated to take place sometime next month, but the makers of the robot lawyer are not disclosing the location of the court or the name of the perp. New scientists reported that the ticket at the center of this trailblazing case was issued for speeding and the defendant will only say in court what the AI instructs them to say. Should they lose the case, Do Not Pay has agreed to cover any fines, according to the company's founder and CEO, Joshua Browder, a Stanford University-educated computer scientist. He launched Do Not Pay in 2015 as a chatbot that provides legal advice to consumers dealing with late fees or fines, but the company pivoted to AI in 2020. We're trying to minimize our legal liability, Browder said. He explained in a promotional video that he started his company by accident after moving to the U.S. from his native U.K. to attend Stanford. While in school, whoops, he began accumulating all kinds of parking tickets which he could not afford to pay. Maybe maybe Biden can, you know, give some parking debt relief. Browder said he became an expert on loopholes, as most legal folks are, that would allow him to get out of paying the fines. As a software engineer... Browder said he realized that the tedious process of writing legal letters to appeal parking tickets could be automated. So that's what he did, making a website where people could challenge their parking tickets. Browder said the goal of this company is to make the $200 billion legal profession free for consumers. AI legal assistant will help defendant fight speeding case in court. James, obviously this is probably the coming wave of the future. Will it, of course, like a lot of things, sort of play out with kind of comical test balloons initially? Yeah, probably. Exactly. So that people can go, see, nothing to see here. Whereas the real changes are already being made behind the scenes. People might remember that uh, with if you happen to have an elephant's memory and tune into New World Next Year every year, you will remember that my 2000, New World Next Year 2018 story of the year, so that was the story of the year for 2017, was the rise of the robots. And I featured in there, amongst other stories, the story that was then brand new from, I was uh, sourcing it from Daily Mail, AI detects expressions and tells if people will lie in court. I'm talking about uh, the court's use of this new AI technology to try to detect if people are lying. Um, So we have had our eyes on this particular phenomenon for a number of years now, and lo and behold, here it is. 
and Corbett Reporteers with an eagle eye will have spotted that I actually included this story, a different source, but I did include this story in my most recent subscriber newsletter uh, editorial on things that will absolutely, definitely, no doubt happen in 2023, which was obviously a very tongue-in-cheek look at predictions for 2023, but did include some serious links. And I hope people follow the links, because there are dozens and dozens of links in there that open up thousands of other areas for exploration, one of which was this particular story. And on top of this particular story about the do not pay and advising some guy about a speeding ticket, a oh, big deal, uh, I I'd found, uh, while I was researching that newsletter, I found something that I didn't catch last year when it happened back in July. China uses artificial intelligence to run courts and supreme justices. China is improving its judicial system with artificial intelligence by suggesting legislation, creating papers, and identifying seen human faults in decisions. Beijing's Supreme Court stated in an update on the system issued this week that judges must now formally consult the AI on every case. <laughs> did you know that was happening in China? I I did not until I uncovered that. I did put it in the, in the uh, newsletter editorial. I hope people saw that, picked up on that. I think that's pretty big. But I think that's kind of the encapsulation of the issue here. Because once again, people will get caught up in that stuck on stupid conversation about, oh, artificial intelligence is not really intelligent. It's not thinking. The toaster doesn't have a soul. Okay, fine. But algorithms are increasingly governing your lives, including algorithms that you don't even know are operational. If people need that uh, explicated in a more eloquent manner, go back to my podcast on the, the pricking the filter bubble where I pointed out, even myself, the the fact that I am sitting here doing this work, talking to you right now, is at least to some degree because of the YouTube cert, uh, recommended viewing algorithm that they had fi 15 years ago or whatever that led me down a particular rabbit hole that, hey, I didn't know all this information existed, and oh, now here I am doing this. It has in some way started to shape m and mold my life. And I think people are... It's not just about YouTube search recommendations. It's not just about courtroom lawyers or what have you. It's all of these things, plus a million other algorithms that you do not know are at work shaping and molding your life from behind the scenes. I think this is a very, very important story, and this just gives one window into it. But if people want to continue exploring that do not pay um, uh, company in particular, I do have some more links about different ways that it's being used to haggle with cable companies to get refunds and reduce prices and things like this. Hey, cool, this nifty new technology is going to just do things for me behind the scenes. I don't even have to think about it. But the more that of our lives that we surrender to these algorithms, the more we become in, in, ensconced in this algorithm prison from which maybe one day we won't be able to escape. Or as was said in the Back to the Future 2 documentary, the justice system moves swiftly now that they've abolished all the lawyers. James, our third and final story on this New World Next Week, episode 506. So as a member of the media, and of course I've worked in FM radio and things around the country, you get put on these lists to start to get, I'm sure you get, you suddenly start to get emails. There are places out there that put together, I've talked about this a lot on my morning show, that put together news prep. 
So it makes it super duper easy for the lazy commercial radio host or producer to roll in, look at the news prep email and go, oh, these are the three things people are talking about. Hey, did you see the funny news fail? It, it has, it's, it's like a radio show in a, in a capsule. A very boring and formulaic and corporate press release kind of radio show. What was the top story on my normie news prep email that I got this morning? All flights grounded in the United States. I'm like, that seems vaguely important. FAA lifts airline ground stop as delays and cancellations pile up. This article, of course, from a little bit after the fact. The U.S. Federal Aviation Administration lifted its ground stop order Wednesday morning after suffering a nationwide technical outage causing mass cancellations and delays. And it wasn't even all the pilots suffering a coincidence. The travel chaos was caused by the failure of the FAA's Notice to Air Missions, NOTAM, N-O-T-A-M system, which alerts pilots and other personnel about airborne issues and other delays at airports across the country. More than 1,000 flights were canceled in the U.S., and more than 6,700 more flights in the U.S. were delayed as of 11.30 a.m. East Coast time this morning. As I come to you January 11th, 2023, FAA investigators are continuing to search for the cause of the outage. Normal air traffic operations are resuming gradually across the United States following an overnight outage to the FAA's notice to air mission system that provides safety information to flight crews. The FAA wrote on its one, two, three, four, fifth update of the morning. So as we were talking before we were taping, James, you and I and Brock were going, so are they calling it a cyber attack yet? White House says no evidence of cyber attack as Brandon gets briefed on the grounded flights. Furthermore, and interestingly enough, computer outage hits Canadian flight system hours after the U.S. system went down. James, is this real world or exercise? I guess we'll find out, and I guess we have to put in the usual caveat that we are 24 hours behind generally, so um, whatever has occurred in the past 24 hours by the time you watch this, we won't know about it, so uh, maybe they'll come out and say it was a hack. Um, maybe they won't. Uh, I find the fact that Canada is now reporting problems with their NOTAM system, which I assume is a different system, so that certainly sounds like something. But we'll see. We'll see what way they go with it. And once again, this just highlights the the the, the sort of the underlying nature of the virtual flag um, reality that we're goose stepping into, which is whatever the government says. Um, if they want to gin up an incident, they can just say Chinese, Russian hackers, North Korea, whatever, and then point the guns that way and start blazing. They could do it at any moment. And what can we say? Well, uh, well, they said so. I guess so. I mean, how how could you possibly determine whether that is a false flag or not? Um, that's the point. And even if it was actually an attack, but they wanted to downplay it because they didn't want to go to war that day, they could just say, ah, oh, no, it was just a failure. And again, how would we know, right? We don't have access to the servers. We can't possibly monitor that. So anyway, this is the, the sort of the nature of what the beast that we're stepping into. And that just once again underlines the fact that at any time that they want to go to war, they could do whatever. They could obviously just disable their own systems and say it was an attack and point the guns in whichever direction they want to point them and say it was them, their hackers over there that did it, I tell you. So anyway, um, well, that hasn't happened yet as we're recording this anyway. So we'll see what plays out from this. Um, but it's certainly, again, just a good reminder of where we where we are these days again not only governed by algorithms but governed by systems that could go down at any moment and could be blamed on anything
NewWorldNextWeek.com has DVDs, has USBs, has... Actually, it doesn't have. We have now totally sold out of the Media Monarchy ads. Um, but it does have shirts and more. Um, I never really mentioned this, James, but we put it in the verbiage of every New World Next Week episode. Become a member of the Corbett Report. CorbettReport.com slash members or MediaMonarchy.com slash join to help support independent media that's been around at a combined over 30 years. Those here in the States who want to support either of our work, maybe want to support Corbett's work, but I can I can get that. I can shuffle that money over. Cash check money order sent to Media Monarchy, P.O. Box 189, El Rito, New Mexico, 87530. Remember to include an email address if you would like member access after you send some support to Fear Free, Ad Free, Media brought to you by you. James, that's our, our first episode. Um, I lose count now of how many years we've been doing this. New World Next Week started October 2009, so I believe that's somewhere around 14 years or so. I think, by my calculation, that should be about right. Yeah, <laughs> we're moving into 14 years. Yeah, it's been one hell of a ride so far, and we're still here. Good to see you again. Good to see all of uh, the people out there tuning in once again and looking forward to doing this throughout 2023. I think we'll leave it there for today. James, thanks for the stories. Thanks so much, buddy. Take care.